Filthy little ginger. Why do you do these gasoline and conspiracy? Worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. Oh, welcome everyone. It's the meeting. And we are Conspiracy. I'm Jake Ettinger. Joining us as always, he's controversial as hell, but damn does he look fresh. It's Joe Mink Coat Zoller. Oh, I'll tell you what is a controversial take, and that's the fact that I love Vin Diesel's new song. <laughs> What's his new song? song? Oh my god, come on. You haven't heard oh, Vin Diesel's new song? Feel like I do? Busy. Uh, we should drop it as, at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's with Kaigo. It's real weird. Although I don't know if Vin Diesel will physically sue us is he singing or rapping oh he's singing and his voice is not only hypnotically low but also somehow still squeaky it's very interesting impressive and it kind of bangs does it (laughs) i'll have to check it out i know what i'm doing after the podcast next up next he's in an unknown location in the south pacific and comes fully staffed by a group of quote-unquote volunteer natives it's romy secret island scar (laughs) Yep, uh, Secret Island's going all right. Um, uh, I'm still acquiring all my minions, um, but uh, happy to be here on this podcast. Happy to have you. And by the way, his name's Sklar. I mispronounced that. Sklar. Yeah, honestly. He also said next up next, which I really liked. Let me just yeah, do the yeah. whole thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I want it, like I want. Let's just start like last podcast off. This is like we need to really restart after this. Okay. All right. Here's the, it's going to come in hot. Ready, Romy? You, yeah. You now you know what the prompt is, so you can have a good retort. He's in an unknown location in the South Pacific and comes fully staffed by a group of quote unquote volunteer natives. It's Romy Secret Island Sklar. All right, thank you, Juke Ellinger. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm very happy to be on this podcast. Oh, then lovely to have you. And last, but certainly not least, he's gilded all to hell and looks best, lit from all sides and perched on a velvet pillow. It's Eric Fabergé Ray. Fabergé Act, that's what that is. <laughs> God I, damn I was, it. To, I was trying to figure it out. I couldn't get it. <laughs> Guys, I spent a whole five minutes on these. Yeah, no, I mean, you stumped me. You, you, that's good, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to stump you. I'm trying to get oh. this shit going. Yeah, you, you, God fucking damn it. I lost on my cash word, my scratcher. Are you just trying to make it big, trying to make that money? Put your scratchers on the pod. Yeah, if I'm not allowed the, to suck on cough drops, and you're not allowed to play a lottery. I think we oh all should God. just pretend like we are in the same room and conduct ourselves as such. Yeah, I Bro- guess. But if you can if my eyes are going looking down, you better believe I'm scratching that tin. <laughs> He's doing it again. On, He's fucking scratching it again. Come on, big money. Come on, big money. I, uh, I paid off the 7-Eleven uh, near Joe Joe's house to only sell him duds. <laughs> Why do they oh, keep duds on hand? Oh, to bust up big big players. If you're on a hot oh, street, man, so they this say, is all give a prank. dud. We can't lose more money Wait, on this, this is, guy. It's like blackjack. This is all a prank, Romy? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm fucking Truman So when I pulled you. a gun on that guy, it was a prank? Hmm? What'd you do? What was that? It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you um, might have guessed from uh, the superlatives up top, but today we're talking about a little thing called luxury. Oh, that's that's why you said Fabergé hack. Yep. Now, now it's starting to collect. There's a theme. There's a theme, this boys. Luxury. And... Uh, <laughs> Who better to start us off but the man who's got his finger on the pulse, Eric Ray. I'm getting there. I'm figuring it out. 
<laughs> I get it. That's fun. A theme. I like that. I, I feel confident that Eric has fully understood every topic we've had by the end of every. <laughs> Have we always done themes? <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 There's some new it took me just, a second to, to actually answer that. Man, I'm just here. You know what yeah. I mean? It's crazy because you've brought topics that are on theme. A happy coincidence. <laughs> Six episodes into the podcast, uh, Eric um, went up to me one day and he's just like, man, I, I just found our conversations online. Uh, <laughs> Didn't even know we were recording. <laughs> wow, this is a real Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson thing. That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are some names I know. That's for all my Jay Pete's heads out there. <laughs> Nice. I'm glad we could, glad we can get that demo. Glad we could. Glad we glad we could pump him up. Are you guys sick of women wearing makeup? <laughs> Is that one of his takes? Yeah, it's it's that in like state enforcement. Who are we talking about? Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan? Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I would guess Joe Rogan's pretty cool with people banging whoever they want. I don't know if Joe Rogan's formed a take. <laughs> Besides, uh, MMA is cool. MMA is cool. Do hallucinogens in a chamber where no one would know if you had a heart attack. <laughs> Eric, what did you bring regarding I lingerie? Brought the most luxurious, uh, I don't know if it's a fabric, the most luxurious material of all, leather. Nice, nice. And for all you leather daddies out there, if you're thinking, Checking hey, is, is my sex life helping or hurting me? The answer might surprise you. It's helping you. Uh, it turns out a new study finds that BDSM play can actually give you effectively a runner's high. So, Romy, oh. if you're wondering what you're going to do in your post-collegiate uh, cross-country career, get into weird sex. Ooh. Romy, Man. how is your post-collegiate running career going? Man, it's very... It's, it's not going very far. <laughs> He's got to be, you've got to be, you know, four or five years into your post-collegiate running career. Yep. Yep. I'm really, I've, I've really started, I've really been hitting it strong. Uh, one thing that is nice is people just, they still assume like people are like, how's the running going? I'm like, I barely run. And they assume that like, that's me being modest of like, yeah, like I'm sure he's really kicking. I'm like, no, really? Like I, I lost any edge I ever, I had. <laughs> I'm just a guy that, um, will jog occasionally. Yeah. I do like the idea of Romy as, uh, 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 I guess a mana matrix. What's a dominatrix? I like mana matrix. I guess a, a master. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, oh, uh, could you please not come until I say so? <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Guys, I'd appreciate it. We were it. waiting to come, come until I said so. Thought we were. I don't know. I, oh, you guys came already. All right. Well, I I know I. Uh, <laughs> I know. When Romy comes in. The guy's all strapped up, but Romy's like just just one second, and then starts eating an entire like roast chicken. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just I didn't, I just got to get a snack in on the way here. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, my n my n is low, and I'm not gonna be able, I'm not gonna be able to flog you unless I've had my protein. Uh, did you? Tie yourself up again. I, I just like, I mean, I'd love to be able to be a part of that part, but I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> oh, you already tied yourself up. I guess you didn't need me for that, huh? Oh. Well, the, uh, the study was conducted by the Journal of Sex Medicine, and the way they did it is they took blood samples from 35 Belgian couples before they entered a BDSM club, okay. and then they were taken after they left the BDSM club. 
and they found that hormone levels were higher before yeah. the BDSM session than no after. No shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, of course they are. I once I once watched <laughs> I once watched uh this is a a similar study, but it was a girl who uh you watched a similar study? Was it on the I, internet? Well, no, I watched a presentation of a science. I watched a presentation of like of a, of a study that was uh, a a woman made the point that sharks, after they have been uh, hooked for fishing, have higher levels of stress in their bodies. And she was like, "Yeah." And we found out we we tested sharks before they were hooked, then we tested sharks after they were hooked, and they had more stress. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> like. If you get a giant piece of metal through the side of your mouth, you are clearly going to have more stress in your we, life. We took, a, we tied a man to a post and whipped him till he was nearly unconscious and <laughs> measured his blood. And afterwards, he showed higher degrees of discomfort and stress Very than we saw prior. Yeah, also, and did not want to enroll in another study. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I feel like this study is flawed because it's still like, did they go to just a normal sex club and do the same thing? That's right. I mean, I guess now, it's a really controlled situation. If they did that, I think it would lead credence to some of these these uh, conclusions they're reaching. But yeah. it sounds like well, they also, just what, went to what the is one a normal sex Did any of them come out of the There's room no and say, wow, I'm a... experiencing a runner's high? Because then I would believe this study. They came out of the room and went, Did they check that they were not actually running inside? That there wasn't, it wasn't a combo BDSM sex club and sports club. I don't think they did. Okay. Okay. See. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of men, their wives don't want them to exercise. So they pretend to go to a BDSM club where they secretly run on treadmills. (laughs) It's a top BDSM, BDSM SC, Boston sadomasochism (laughs) and sports club. Yeah. Yeah. Boston. Boston sadomasochism and ping pong club. Yeah, there's normal sex clubs, Romy. Come on. But like, there's like clubs where you like walk in and then they're like, there's nothing. It's just like people have missionary sex. No, you're. There's not well, boring sex clubs, but there are there are sex clubs. There there are sex uh, events that are not BDSM. I will say, I think that if you are at the point of being at a sex club, you have moved past missionary only. Yeah, like there's something else going on because otherwise, why would you need to set up? The facility, then, and then maybe it's a brothel. But assuming it's like, I no, know, no, I think you might be misunderstanding. I don't know what Eric's referring to. It sounds like in a different country. In this country, there's not like sex clubs. There'd be events that are sexual in nature, but it's not like a no. standing. Like apparently, there are sex clubs. There's have them in Rhode Island. Yeah, really? I would guess that there's sex clubs. Apparently, it's a thing. I know. I think there are lines like there are like weird because the things that you're not allowed to do is you're not allowed to pay for sex but like there are all sorts of workarounds like if you're not consensual f- adults physically having sex with somebody if somebody's just like I, I imagine if somebody's just like putting you in leather that's not illegal god imagine how hard the swinger community has had to deal with COVID-19 imagine <laughs> being stuck imagine being I stuck they got herd immunity like fucking that imagine like, being stuck in a house with just the person that you have both agreed to not have sex with each other anymore and just bang other people. <laughs> Joe, I don't think that's how open relationships work. I don't know. I don't think that's I how mind weights. I don't think it's coming from a healthy place if you're like, all right, I don't want to have any more sex with you, but I want to stay in the relationship while having sex with other people. But that's how mine works. 
Joe, you got also. Get out I'm not allowed to have sex with other people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just she's just allowed to have sex with other people, and you have no sex. Hey, listen, man. I want to respect everybody's deal. <laughs> Joe, didn't you get a couple cats? How's that going? <laughs> The cats are great. They don't have sex with me, and I wouldn't expect them to. <laughs> Just a true thing. They don't. Yeah, they're well, really cool. It's nice having cats around because sometimes I feel a tickle on my foot, and I look down and smile and say, who's there? And it's just a wire. But they're cat, around. Cat BDSM clubs can be way more intense than human ones because they have nine lives, so they can really fucking go at it. Oh, God, Romy. <laughs> Talking to you about my sad relationship, and you pull this shit on me. Nine lives and barbed penises. It's a real, it's a real event. One of the stranger penises of the uh, mammal world. All right, it, it is finished. a weird one. Yeah. I, I don't know. One I thing I love to research. do in my in my free time is is supercut all of the Dayton, David Attenborough clips of him talking about just sex and detail together. So you get like a nice hour of him. Really, that's really what you do in your free time. Yep. <laughs> I would guess that maybe that... you should take up running again, Romy. I'm very fulfilled. I would guess that supercut doesn't take very long to make. <laughs> it's the looking for the clips. He has to yeah, watch yeah. all of the I material. I gotta watch every planet Earth. He does a whole two-hour documentary. Yeah, well, in fairness, once, damn it. it. In fairness, I do that high two times a year. So, <laughs> I mean, how much effort is it really? I do that. Planet Earth is one of those things that I see, and I think in my mind every time I'm high, I say, man, man, have I seen this one? And then I watch all the way through it, and at the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've totally seen all this before. <laughs> I do that, like, once to twice a year. I always feel like there's going to be, whenever I'm selecting between Planet Earth episodes, I'm always like, like oh, these all seem so boring. I really got to pick the best one. And then, I, and then I click on it, and I love it instantly from the get-go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these are always amazing. But in my head, I'm like, what are they going to really show me for th- three hours? Um, about, about the like the tundra, like isn't this just barren? There's nothing there, and then suddenly you're like, you're wowed. I like, how, I like how Romy's his baseline is uh, this very successful worldwide phenomenon of a TV show. They probably just like they probably biffed it on this episode. Let's skip <laughs> this one. Sucks. <laughs> this is this is probably the one that sucks. We had to do this by him just because we were doing like a whole thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I I mean, <laughs> yep. Like there's just an hour of empty empty snow because that's what they had available. Yeah. We, hey, well, we sent him there, and he got material. And fuck me, we paid for it. We're gonna use it. <laughs> that's what happened with the movie. The you remember the movie, the artist that won the Oscar, and it was a silent film. <laughs> oh fuck you, Roman. I will say this. I hate where this is going. <laughs> I remember. I was just like. This could fucking suck. Like you, they're not even talking. And then, like in my head, I'm like, but you know, it's good. Everybody loved it. Everybody said it was great. It won an Oscar. Like it's not going to be bad. They figured out the no talking part. But in my head, I'm like, eh, I just don't see how it could have happened. I mean, but, then, but that's a single instance. That's a that's a movie. You don't know whether people are saying it to, to to look a certain way. It's like it's like how more people say that they they watch more PBS than they actually do because they want to appear smarter. I know a lot of people say that, habits. but I really do watch PBS all the time and really understand it. Romy, you don't own a TV. How do you watch PBS? <sighs> Eric, it, do we have any more leather news? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just mad at Romy all the time. Uh, <laughs> more than, get in line, brother. 
More than five weeks after he escaped the day with a meat freezer, Buddy the Beefalo remains free. But the cops are drawing the net tighter, and they have a surprise for the half-ton bull once caught. With the money raised, the police in Plymouth, Connecticut are going to um, pay Buddy's owner $6,000, and he will be transported to Critter Creek Farm Sanctuary in Gainesville, Florida. Oh, that's lovely. Wait, there's a buffalo? There's a buffalo in Connecticut? Yeah, there's currently, or at least there was earlier this month, uh, a buffalo, or a beefalo named Buddy, who has been on the loose. What's a beefalo? It's a half cow, half bison. Hmm. Oh, I was going to say a bison that they specifically raised to be killed for meat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that Um. sounds nice once they find it. I mean, considering we started talking about leather i thought this was going to take a turn like the the sheriff's department was like we'll we'll catch him as long as we all get <laughs> coats oh well, man I, that's i just read the article on it there's been updates and it said after a week after that was done it said uh six weeks buddy the beefalo is still not found and then there's one now that says seven weeks on the lamb latest updates on buddy the beefalo man on the lamb they're big creatures, man. If they can evade yeah, capture for huge. seven weeks, it is it is dead, or deserves to remain to, to live its life in freedom. God damn. Uh, two things. Number one, um, fuck, that sucks. <laughs> I I completely forgot. Um, number two, we've had a story like this where there was a cow evading. I know that I had said recently that I don't remember a lot of what we've done in the past, but. There has been a story about a cow evading justice for for months and months and months that we've done before. Have we? Yeah. Do we need to put this up on the board as the first official conspiracy repeat? I don't have any. Man, I'll tell you. Are you sure we aired that episode? (laughs) Yeah. I wish that I had my first thought still because it's so much better than that second thought. (laughs) If you didn't preemptively number your thoughts to create a promise of content amount, you would have been fine. I just wonder if you're confusing us with another podcast. No, that'd be crazy if I were to have a podcast strapped in my basement onto like some sort of sawhorse with like leather straps and stuff. I'm curious if you're confusing our podcast with a podcast we ripped off to make our podcast. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. I mean, maybe. We're not the first podcast. (laughs) Eric, you, you heard me wrong. Go back to bed. Okay. That could be the case. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. This, this podcast is a pretty direct ripoff of Invisibilia. <laughs> oh man. Oh gee. Be like Joe Biden. Well, let's keep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if you've been listening along, and you know the story Joe's referring to us. Uh, email us at the meeting with conspiracy at gmail and we'll give you a free podcast episode. We will. I'm going to figure out this episode, first thought, and we are going to stay on top of this story because when that fucking cow's found. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna let you know first of all, and then we're gonna celebrate. And promise not to look it up on Twitter in the meantime, because it's probably gonna be on there sooner. Yeah, guys, can we, we all, can put out an episode? Can we all just make so a promise what? to not look into this until we no one Google it? it. Because honestly, it could have been solved. We really have not looked into it that deeply, so we would love to have the chance to really break the story. We're still not gonna look into it. Like if I bump across the story saying they found it, then yeah, I'll mention it. Yeah. But yeah. This is probably my last interaction with the story intentionally, for sure. It's how we accidentally put it in an episode, 10 episodes from now. <laughs> I don't Man. believe Joe. But speaking of not believing Joe, I think we're going to move on 
to our next our, our next participant, Joe. What did you bring for luxury? Well, when I think of luxury, I think of two things, and that's new money and uh, exploitative wealth, and also uh, showing that wealth. Okay. Um, and uh, cool. Wait, and cool guys. And, well, wait, Joe didn't do all of his cool, two things from before, so cool he gets guys an extra thing. And being he a real did, stud. Okay, six. Being a hunk, hanging out with hot ladies. We're eight now. Seven. Um, making companies. <laughs> eight. And nine. Smoke a weed. <laughs> Is that a full ten? And all these and all these guys and all these things describe one man. And that's Dan Bilzerian. Oh, the Bills. I know the I know he came up on a podcast before, and but I already forget who he is. He comes up like f- has come up like four or five times. I know. We're just I, going I, to I, have like to name. talk about him. He's in a. It, we are who we are, and he is the fascinating person that he is. Correct. So if you don't know who Dan Bilzerian is, he is a uh, a, a bearded hunk uh, who made his money off of his father and. Maybe poker, who knows, doesn't matter. And all he really does is spend his time jetting around the world, I think just hiring Instagram models to pretend that he has sex with him. I don't really know. But I did stumble across an article that was somebody going to the party for his CBD launch, Mm -hmm. his CBD product line launch. And I'm going to read it for as long as we can take. Okay. (laughs) I'll put, I'll, I, mean, I'll, I do want, I'll put a timer. I do want to say if you I, could put a timer did, on this, that'd be great because it I've kind of peaked and it might be tough. Okay, ready? All right, go. Well, I mean, feel free to interject as well. I, okay. I'll, I'll fill in the the later parts because there's a lot of this stuff that's pretty wild. Uh, Dan Bilzerian is eating off a, su- a salad off a silver platter, unfazed by the group of nearly naked models, staff, and journalists watching him. What time does the party start? He asks. It started at half past seven, one of his employees replies. It's 10.45 p.m. He's just woken up. (laughs) We are told he's been napping, but with a steady stream of scantily clad Instagram models going up and down in the lift to his penthouse suite, it's unclear how much snoozing he's actually going on. It may be 24 degrees Celsius outside, but the 38-year-old super king-sized bed is decked out in fur covers. A pair of shorts and socks are discarded by the disheveled, unmade bed. Two gold condoms sit on his bedside table. Gold condoms? (laughs) Damn, imagine being so much of a loser. You not only use condoms, but you're also (laughs) (laughs) 5'9". I like also that a gold condom is just a gold wrapper. It's like an implication that it's a magnum, I'm guessing. Okay. Dude, he's oh, five nine. Fucking no way. <laughs> do you think that there's a? Do you think that there's like a boutique kind of economy for you know how they do the gold plating, the edible gold plating yeah, on yeah, like yeah. steaks and like Salt Bay does it on steaks. You think there's one that they do on condoms? I don't think you should put gold leaf inside your body. I'm. What do you think eating? I mean, says yeah. who? It says who? A doctor? It's edible. You can you you can you can get a little you can get a little capsule. Filled with gold leaf, you eat it, makes your poop sparkle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, who are you talking to? A poor person's doctor, right? I'm not talking... What? <laughs> what? 
I'm not talking to anybody. You're talking to a poor person's doctor about these health things. These aren't health. You asked about the the, the niche market for gold inside the body. Because let me tell you what a rich rich person's doctor would would say. (laughs) They would say, they would say, cram your body with as much gold as you possibly can. <laughs> and then send me the stool samples. <laughs> what was that? Was that a release from Dan Bilzerian's people? Because that sounded like Dan Bilzerian's slash fiction. No. So this is written by The Sun, which is already a very suspect <laughs> tabloid. Oh, The Sun, the pub. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought for a second Dan Bilzerian had a son who was also writing. <laughs> No, but if he did, he probably kisses way more people than we do. Man. What? What? I don't know. Uh, so there's a fur line <laughs> thrown in the corner. The walls are covered in marble. This is no ordinary London hotel room. Oh, Bottles of booze are lined up on the table. Beside them, a packet of Cheerios and a gift machine where you can immortalize yourself for social media. An eight-person table, enormous sofa, and dressing room are all found in the glamorous master bedroom. The king of Instagram has splashed out 500 euro, 500,000 euro on last night's luxury London party, taking over the entire Fitzrovia Hotel for the event. And we've been included in an exclusive sneak peek. Uh, Dan's been in town since Tuesday, and apparently jet lag is to blame for his late start. It's 2.45 p.m. in the Hollywood Hills where Dan lives. Uh, but we let that slide. Wait, man. What? Where is he? He's in England, London. Whose apartment is this? It's a hotel. So why do I care? What do you mean? This is a party. A, I thought he was napping. Yeah, at a party. <laughs> that man. started at 7 o'clock. It's 10.45. What a piece of shit. Oh, man. I don't think that you guys agree that he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Sounds like you guys all think that Dan Bilzerian's pretty cool. I'm just trying to get at what are we talking about. I know I don't like this guy. I know for a fact I don't like this guy. We're, we're talking about... I thought I thought we were reading... a. a you were reading something about his party launch, or, and it was just going into all the stuff that was there, and it's just like sounds... Oh yeah, he's well, like here he's it got is. fur lined, uh, he's surrounded king size bed. I'm like, it's if it's a hotel, what fuck does that matter? The hotel brought that. Well, he's let me tell you, he's joined by six of Dan's infamous ignite girls. They're here to promote Dan's CBD oil infamous. and vaping brand as infamous. No, ignite. <laughs> Everybody knows these ladies. <laughs> Uh, skin tight mini dresses and hair extensions are everywhere. Two of the girls are basically topless, wearing bras with nothing but a jacket to cover it up. Cover what up? I hate this. I don't know. What do you mean? What does this article Look, want uh, me to do? So what did this guy do? I guess I don't actually know because it seems like because there's a much so so I will say that there's one from the sun that seems to be kind of extolling what he does. And then there's one from Vice that you can imagine the take that they have, which is uh, just somebody going and hating everything. That is kind of their shtick. Yeah. Man. I just don't understand. Wait, is the article over? I need to know more about details of his lifestyle. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of. Uh, a lot of pictures of uh, women who are scantily clad. Truly. Uh, So, how did this guy get to the position where he could make up the fake like vape business based on his fame uh his well, dad had a bunch of money his dad was a criminal um stole a bunch of money and set up a trust that uh, dan inherited when he was 30 oh man 
He's now, 30. If uh if you like us are not a fan of Dan, um just look up a picture of him without a beard cuz those are fun. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Yeah, look up Dan Bilzerian without a beard. He, uh horrifying. Or look up a picture of his legs. Look at any picture of him. It's he- a ridiculous human being. Um he also had a lot of heart attacks. He threw he threw Janice Griffith off a roof and broke her foot and then wouldn't pay for it. He kicked another model in the face. He's a general yeah. general uh uh just lame dude. Man, I will say no beard. He does have kind of like the psychopath's uh brow. Oh yeah. You know, they say I, money can't buy class. And I don't know if that's true, but money also can't buy you being 5'10". And I think we're not really talking not. that about this enough. You're really coming back to how tall he is. He's 5'9". He's, he's so fucking short. I, I just found on his Instagram a picture of him and Mel Gibson. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and and um, the comment on the the like caption is getting stem cell infusions in Panama. Mel's ninety nine year old father was being pushed into the stem cell clinic by a nurse in a wheelchair, and a month later he put the nurse in the wheelchair and pushed her around. It can cure autism, knee, shoulder, spinal injuries, multiple sclerosis, and the list goes on. Suck that sucks that these puss bags in the U S are taking forever to approve it. Fucking I fucking bags. hate pushback doctors who are worried about like how people have adverse reactions to shit. I'm having a bear of a time finding a, a, a new general practitioner for myself because every time I go into one of these doctors, I ask, "Are you a pushback?" and and without fail, they say, "What?" They act like I don't know what I'm fucking talking about, and I just have to storm out of there and knock over all their pamphlets. This is I absolutely to- true. When my dad, at least, I don't know if it's changed. My dad went to medical school. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is currently not taught to U.S. trained doctors. Yet we have the Are balls you kidding me? to call ourselves one of the best medical systems in the world. I'm, I'm, it's unacceptable. Imagine if how the, long do they spend in school? Twelve years? They can't learn a little jujitsu? Imagine if someone came in to steal uh, a bunch of Adderall from a hospital. You know who's not stopping them? These pussbags. A U.S. trained pussbag doctor. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, even worse. You're in the middle of surgery. You're 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 open. Your heart is literally vulnerable to be ripped out of your chest. The only person standing between you and and certain death is a doctor that doesn't even know how to uh, put somebody in a chokehold or block a punch. It's outrageous. When I when I told my doctor that I was sure that I had Graves' disease based on my WebMD diagnosis. He wouldn't even try and die. He wouldn't even try and treat me with CBD oils. This is 100% true, and it, it's a real statistic. 90% of all U.S. surgeons are virgins, and they're bad at Call of Duty, or they're at least yeah, worse than true. me. And that's that's a stat. It's from yeah. Pepperdine. If you want to bring it up with them, Pepperdine feel free. Did that study? That's a good mm-hmm. school. It's a great school. Solid baseball program. <laughs> solid research or whatever department came up it's with where, that. It's number. where Zoe 101 was shot. And, and it's where Zoe if, 101 was shot. If there is mm-hmm. no greater... Pacific Coast Academy? Was that Pepperdine? Yes, it was. You better believe it. Damn. And if there is no greater giver of credence than the place, than being the place where Zoe 101 was shot, I mean, what are we even fucking doing? Where Did was the show Greek shot? <laughs> well, now Greece. I need to find that out. No, Greek? It was on ABC Family? 
Yeah, no, I'm know. saying Greece. Um, UCLA. Ah, oh, okay, uh, UCLA. Sense. Mm. Um, man, Zoe 101. I don't think I've seen a show led by a lead actress with less charisma. I know it's not cool to, to rag on a, a child, but... A pregnant child. She was terrible. Um, look, um, let's, let's, let's kick that off into a little segment there. Let's talk about our least favorite uh, child actors. And Is really- this your segment, Romy? Yeah, yeah. Because it's time to move on to Romy's bringing. What would you get? Um, so I'm just going to do a, a quick little uh, rundown through uh, the, the world's most expensive toilets and the features that they bring to the table. Fuck yeah. Okay. And um, it's so good that I did not take this tag. Um, <laughs> the uh, first one is the Dagobert Wooden Toilet Throne by Herbu. It is $14,123. I made up the pronunciation on all of that. Okay. Uh, if there were any toilets fit for a king, it'd be this one. As okay. a matter of fact, it was named after the last ruler of the Merovingian dynasty in France, King Dagobert. This toilet is so majestic, it's five feet tall. It's also designed like a throne. It features a pull chain flush on the upper left corner and a candle holder on the upper right corner. Uh, it has armrests, and the toilet will play the song Le Bon Roy Dagobert every time the lid is lifted. Oh. Man, imagine the flex that you could pull on people back in the day. You're talking like 1400, 1500s to be able to shit inside and have it disappear. Imagine bringing your court subjects as a ruler to come watch you shit and then be like, flush, where to no, go? No, no, no. See, this is, they'd be like, excuse me, madame says, I must defecate. And then they they all watch in horror as he just goes to the closet. <laughs> Why? Or like, they, like he, he shits in the toilet and then he's just like, well, actually, let me reach back inside and they're like no there's there's poop in there and then it's like just completely empty from being washed away <gasps> like a miniature magic trick now i don't think this has plumbing i'm looking at i'm looking at this picture and let me tell you it's an elegant toilet uh, it looks just like a wooden throne basically with a little like ceramic basin i'm not gonna lie there's a very big uh handle on it that is just sticking up oh, from it the does lid have, yeah so i mean yeah. if it's nighttime you're just walking in you you could you're liable to sit right on that handle you sit right on that, that that'll um, go right back up you and that's not what you want that's, that's the not, opposite of what you want i don't know it's there's something right exciting about that um, what i don't understand is they've gone through the the effort of of crafting handcrafting this beautiful giant throne right it looks like they yeah and then They've just tacked on a candle holder <laughs> yep. and then listed that as a feature. Someone just nailed on a candle holder and that's like a key feature of it. Like why? The, surely there must have been, this, surely this, this, this area must have been lousy with just candlesticks. Yeah. When you say it's a feature, like are you looking up like a for sale thing where that's listed as like a positive towards the price point? No, Romy listed it as a feature. Yeah. Oh, Romy did. I mean, it is a component. <laughs> and I looked it up, and it's mentioned several times. Yeah. Candle holder. I mean, it's being sold for 14... Like, it is being sold. That is part of what is, like, listed in the description. And... Why? Wait, wait, wait. So, is this the actual toilet from back then? Um, um... So... I think it's a recreation. Is this, like, I think the, it's a recreation. Is this the... Mer- what is it? Merovingian? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Merovingian. Yes, it's the Merovingian toilet that. that no, I think uh, it's that not the, the King think, John Merovinge sat on. No, it's I think the, 
it's a recreation. It's like um, it's like history porn. It's toilet. recreation. I think you can get it. Oh to, no, like this get... thing's great. I mean, that little handle is to hold your stuff up. Yeah, so it doesn't fall in the toilet. <laughs> little um, handle. You got a cup holder and then a fucking candle holder. Oh yeah. Imagine the 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 priest that that's his one job is to light the toilet candle. Also, also this has to be. A toilet like this only makes sense if you're inviting people into the room with you as a flex. Yeah, that's definitely a showy panel. I under, we understand this is a very visual uh, segment thus far, but if you have a chance, look up the Dagobert toilet. It's spelled exactly like that. D-A-G-O-B-E-R-T. Honestly, honestly, very affordable. It's a buy for me. I will say that if there is no plumbing there, I guess it is kind of a porta potty situation where they build one, you <laughs> fill it up, and then the entire thing is removed and tossed. I assume in the neighboring, uh, uh, what's what's the word that I'm looking? Dutchy. You shitting it? Share your friends, show your yeah. friends, and then you're like, well, on to the next one, I guess. <laughs> this thing's full of shit. That's gonna take Leonardo another three months. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, get a free trial on it, and you send it back. Oh, I didn't see this. Uh, the flush mechanism, it must have plumbing because it has a flush mechanism. But oh, yeah, flush no, no, mechanism, it just flushes into a lower chamber that's slightly below the top. <laughs> it's connected to a bell, so everyone knows when you flush. Yeah, it's, um, it's, you want to make it clear when you're entering and exiting each stage of the bathroom process. This feels like a money laundering scheme, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It is only being sold by Wayfair, so. Uh, it's unclear. Um, one child size toilet. <laughs> <laughs> one child and the best part is you never see the child. They stay in the lower chamber. They, they They're clean the up. flushers. Yeah. We have bioengineered this child to survive only on rich Pearson feces. Don't worry about him. He needs it to survive. All right. So this next toilet. Yeah. Next toilet. We're going to go even more luxury. We got the Swarovski studded toilet for $75,000. Ooh, from the studded. That's what I like Jamal to think Wright. about. The brains behind the chrome plated toilet. This is a sequel. <laughs> he's, he's working on an, he, he He's not done. One and done with toilets. Comes another thing of beauty that people might not even want to sit on to do number two. It's so nice. This is the Swarovski studded toilet. Crystals cover every single space on this toilet. The only thing that's not studded are the toilet seat and the inside part of the toilet cover. And Man, those I'll are shit on anything. I was going to say, and those are just shag rug? <laughs> um, yeah, is the interior of the bowl studded? <laughs> um, yep. Every every single piece. Oh, man. That's a bear. That's got to be a bear to clean. Yeah. Um, man, I made a joke about that, but my great-grandfather had a shag rug toilet seat, oh, which yeah. was one of the most... <laughs> upsetting things that I didn't think about as a child <laughs> so but as upsetting. an adult realizes horrifying yeah I, I have don't a nice, understand it at all I have a nice astroturf seat so it's not you know it's it's rugged but it also is a little soft I bet it you should, get some real speed on that thing oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's not like because I had a grass one but it was just it well, couldn't it couldn't take too the much wear spring. and I was going to say yeah. faster, faster than grass for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, only every couple days do you have to clean up all the little black pellets that come off of the AstroTurf. <laughs> um, all right. This is a very different type of toilet, toilet the Moon River Art Park toilet. Um, this toilet's not actually a private toilet. It's a public toilet. Um, it's located inside a man-made cave in the famous Moon River Art Park in Shanghai, China. You might have to wait up to two hours to get a chance to sit on it. 
I don't have that kind of time. The toilet is estimated to cost $750,000, but you really got to get in there to see why. It's a public bathroom in a cave. Yep. <laughs> Look, you can always swing something to make it sound less luxurious than it is. Get over yourself, China. <laughs> trying, to, trying to distract us with these fancy cave toilets. I'm going to say that I don't have the two hours in between my movements to spend in that line. I got an hour 15 tops, and I got to be attached to pores. Well, I think that there's a long cave leading up to it, and the sides of that cave are just lined with shit from the people who didn't make it. <laughs> this next toilet, I think people might have actually seen. This is the Hang, the hang Fung Golden Toilet, pricing in at a cool $5 million. Uh, uh, it's made entirely out of gold. Um, it... it currently sits in a demonstration washroom called the Hall of Gold. Uh, it can be viewed and visited by the public, and many tourists flock to this room to get their photo taken. Um, it'll, the, the rumor has it that the toilet was made uh, when gold was selling for very cheap, uh, uh, hmm. but now that the prices are going up again, the bathroom is being dismantled to take advantage of all the uh, higher-in-price gold. Could you eat it? Man, look, if you shave that, you shave that seat a little bit, Shave it down. You get some gold flex. Okay. Now, now, Romy, I hate to step on your story, but I'm finding an interesting, a little bit of an interesting back point. So the 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 Hangfeng Gold Technology Group, of which uh, a man named Lam Sai Wing is chairman, is the guy who it built this. Mm-hmm. And it's the this article in South China Morning Post begins when Winger Sam when Winger Lam Sam Winger. Lamb Sai Wing decided to build a shrine to his boyhood hero, Russian revolutionary Lenin. He spent more than thirty-eight million on a fitting tribute, a solid gold toilet. Wait, a solid gold toilet is what Lenin would have wanted? His boyhood hero, Lenin. Oh, John Lennon. No. Oh Vladimir Lenin. <laughs> That's insane. That's such an insane story, and I want you to dwell on that story while I show you a picture of this man. <laughs> but I, uh, but I, I love the idea that Romy. he mistook. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So this is a, a person who was a, a little boy in much more modern times who just happened to love Vladimir Lenin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think he um, thought it was John Lennon, and then he kind of made the thing and was like, ah. Uh, well, the other guy's famous too. Well, John Lennon's music is real garbage. I think or it's real shit. We should put it in this toilet. That's very nice. <laughs> is this an elaborate troll on Lennon? Like a fake honoring where they're like I feel like gonna... Vladimir Lennon would absolutely not like this. Yeah, it's the opposite. Do you think that like the Communist Party of China was like, dude, publicly, like we are still technically a communist country? We can't have you build a solid gold toilet. It makes us look bad. And he's like, what if I name drop Lennon in an article? And they're like, fine. I feel like Mao would Mao would be the better. Mao would almost be the better person, right? right? Maybe that's but too it's on almost the nose. like Mao is the like, okay, it's been my dream to build this since I was 16 years old. Now it has come true, says Lam, who literally struck gold. Uh, after moving from Guangdong to Hong Kong when he was 21 to start his own business. Now, now, now I, moved 40, from, I moved from Guangdong to Hong Kong. <laughs> now, now 46. 
Lamb points to a passage Lenin wrote in 1921 saying that after the victory of socialism, gold should be used to make washrooms. Now, here's where the article gets confusing. Because in the very next sentence, it says, but as the Beatles almost sang, money can't buy you taste. So they're bringing in the other Lenin. So I don't know whether this is just a confused Chinese journalist. (laughs) Uh, Also, wait, time out. Isn't it money can't buy you love? Yeah, they said almost. They said almost. Beatles almost said. Beatles almost said, but then quoted the almost saying. Why why do that stretch? Why bother using that (laughs) quote? I don't know. I think it's because there is a real John Lennon connection. I'm a capitalist with socialist principles, he explains. This toilet is for the public. I wouldn't have one at home. (laughs) Wait, can the public use it? No, it's in a store. So the public can use it. It's like in a showroom. Like, it is publicly viewable. Like, people can view it like a museum kind of thing. What do you think his, like, goal is? It's like, hey, you know, bring people in for the... People will come for the gold toilet and they'll stay for the cheap electronics. Uh, up to 10,000 10, people a day, he claims. There are so many people wanting to look at it that it's not used often, says Lamb. I need at least 15 minutes and can't do it knowing so many people are outside, says his effusive number two, S.H. Chow. Number oh, two. Oh, come on. Who wrote this? Is this the New York Post? effusive number two. His no, vi- South his, China Morning Post. His violent and liquid number two. That sounds like a fake... Art news outlet, and it was written. It. it was written by the well-known uh, journalist, South China Morning News reporter. <laughs> Very reputable. It's not. It's not credit. It's credited to SMP SCMP reporter. <laughs> and then next to that is a is a little hyperlink that says why you can trust SCMP. <laughs> <laughs> Any news source that needs to have a hyperlink that 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 explains why you can trust it from itself, that's a I winner. mean, I mean, has S SCMP ever killed your parents? Have they Not ever led you astray? I feel like I would have known. Still trying to figure out who I killed mean, my parents. SCMP. I think SCMP is the most trustworthy news organization. I think uh, that we are all a little bit, a little bit tight, not trusting them. All right, for the last toilet, this one is nineteen million dollars. Vastly more expensive than the all gold toilet. Do you guys have any guesses what this toilet is? Oh, um, it's on the space shuttle. No, whoa, yeah. no, 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 no. Time out. It's the one that Woody Harrelson gets his face shoved in in the movie Kingpin. Oh, I was gonna say Jake was right, but I feel like Joe Joe won it. No, Jake, that is correct. The ISS, the International Space Station toilet. Oh, man. Um, Do I know my toilets? uh, Because it it really, it sucks down all the waste for zero gravity, and it purifies it and extracts all the drinkable water. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a real Fremen situation. Yeah. So you can, I would love if it were real time, so there was a little, like, um, little hose or, like, little, 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 like, drinking fountain and as you're shitting it like converts into water you're drinking it's cyclical you're peeing you're you're uh, it's just a one-to-one you gotta it's a one-to-one there's definitely one guy on the space station who's way too into that too and like sits there and like i'm sure that space is like space within the space station is at a premium so there's like a barely a door that like halts it yeah yeah, yeah. and so he's just kind of staring at his crewmate he's just like pretty wild that i'm drinking this water (laughs) I was thinking, or he's going up to all his crewmates and he's like, you like that water? 
pretty good, had, right? Had, had a pretty had a pretty tough time getting that for you last night, huh? <laughs> Isn't it so wild how flavorless it is when all I've eaten is garlic for the past two days? <laughs> yeah, you can request what kind of meals that. you get put on the ISS. <laughs> I, I just got a space garlic. Stop. We were out of garlic. We only came up with so much garlic. Ooh, you better believe I snuck up that garlic. Why? <laughs> Where, you ask? Where you ask the one place on a body that garlic can Why fit. did you come That's so right. far to be so annoying? That's why the Challenger exploded was because uh, an astronaut <laughs> oh. was trying to sneak up extra garlic. <laughs> the Sally, weight is off by five cloves. Someone have garlic up their ass? Mm. Sally Ride just had it in her, in her like breast pocket, and she's looking around. <laughs> <laughs> one person smells it right before I go is that garlic <laughs> I feel like okay so calling that a toilet I mean yeah it's a toilet but it's it's more a system of hoses right because you can't just you can't just pee openly in space moisture will just Why not? Get, it'll just it'll spray out without without gravity to guide I mean think of how much you think how much uh, uh, splashage and general overspray you get trying to pee in a urinal or a toilet. You can't have that floating around in space, so you need. A I hose. don't get that much splashes. I was gonna I'll, say, I'll it say sounds like you get a sloppy urethra. <laughs> You've got to shake while you're peeing. It's the only way to get dry at the end. Um, so you need these hoses that come up and form a seal with your genitals to get all to get all the waste into the processing system. So I don't. Is that part of it? Is something come up and form a seal with your genitals? Yes, absolutely. That's wild. And there's an adapter. I feel for like women. that technology. I feel like that technology is just finally becoming consumer ready on the market, and it's being used for much different liquids. <laughs> you 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 hate you hate to use the genital attachment right after your crewmate. You know. <laughs> hey Mark, can I borrow your genital attachment? I seem to have misplaced mine again. <laughs> Dave's always misplacing his genital attachment. Always mis- the custom built <laughs> one of those, just like way small. Well, what were you using yours for? Well, you know when you like put a piece of grass in between your thumbs and you can kind of blow on it and it makes a sound. Well, like I did that and it ripped. <laughs> well, those all sound like very uh, nice toilets, luxurious even. Um, I think we're running out of time, so we're gonna move on to say. today's closing game. What are we doing, boys? What do we always do? A little thought experiment. We're trying to turn it around. We're going to take one object that has not been associated with luxury and and bust it up into the echelon of the premiere, of the shiny, of the platinum. Okay, A good example that I always refer to, mm. lobsters. Used to be sea cockroaches, only fed to the poor, thrown away. No one gave a fuck. Now what is it? One of the most expensive seafoods you can buy. It's a classy thing. It is luxury. So I want you to I want you to tell me what mundane pedestrian thing you see you foresee becoming a luxury item, why and how it's gonna happen. Um you got I'm one? Go, I got one. Um mucus. <laughs> so <laughs> as look, in the okay. in the future, um like we already had one, we're, we've already mm-hmm. had one virus uh, uh, causing people to cough, sneeze more than they usually do. People are rapidly using mucus, losing mucus. And what are the wealthy going to need? They're going to need to be able to buy the mucus from poor people so they can fill their noses 
uh, with enough mucus to, to protect their, their, their nasal membrane. Um, so quickly, there's going to be a cachet that comes with that. Uh, because you're not going to, you're going right. to want the best mucus. You're going to want the right consistency. And as everybody knows, like there's a big variety in, in, right. in how good your mucus is. Sometimes yeah. it's real runny. That's no good. Sometimes it's real hard. It's stuffed it's up. Hard. Um, so I think you're going to really see some luxury, um, some luxury tailoring of getting the right mucus for okay. your nasal passage because depending on, you know, the shape of your passage, you want it just that perfectly clogged. You could spray it out if you want it. See, this is interesting because there's not a market for mucus now. So this is a complete, this is not not. even, you know, a a Cinderella story. This is a full on just becoming a luxury item. People throw mucus away. And I think in many years, they're going to, they're going to look back at that and say, wow, it's like people who left Bitcoin on a hard drive, you know? Uh, Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. Uh, I would like to make herpes luxurious. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. In order to get it, you have to have a connection, much like Soho House. So we already have an element of exclusivity in there. Um, Honestly, that's kind of my chief marketing ploy. Uh, Also, it makes you look slightly different, which when you think about high-end fashion, it's just like normal clothes, Mm -hmm. but like a little bit different and they mark it up. Okay. Which, what (laughs) is that if not genitals with bumps on it? Okay. I mean, honestly, I, it makes sense to me because usually to get an STD, you got to be able to fuck Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> We're Un- not going to go through Chalamet's legal team again. Yeah. Isn't that a real thing though? That like he gave uh, an S- uh, some STD to like a decent amount of NYU. Yeah, he gave chlamydia apparently to a bunch of NYU students. <laughs> I mean, that's hard not to, honestly. Do I expect anything else out of Timmy Shells? No, I don't. He's a dog. Am I right? <laughs> Tim, come on the podcast. Tim, you know, Tim, Tim defend Chal- yourself. Tim Chalamet. Woo 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 Where my where my Chalamet heads at? Oh, okay, Joe. He's peeking. He's tweaking. What is he making luxury this season? I think I'm just gonna say dirt. <laughs> I don't know. Like. Like, you know, I mean, one of the coolest things that I see is when somebody, A, has bills. You know what I mean? Like bills? bills? Like, like bills? Like, like no, 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 like billions. Oh, uh, okay. okay. But they're also, they're not afraid to get dirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they roll up their sleeves and really get in it? Like, they'll toil until, but they also got bills in the bank. And I think that... Uh, if if that becomes, I don't know, you show up, let me tell you this, you show up on a club night, you're dancing, you're looking around, the heat's going, you're sweating, and you lock eyes with somebody across the dance floor with somebody who has been sweating, and that sweat is actively running down the dirt and creating almost this corona of drips that's kind of like, like fooling down on the face. Okay. You know that person's got money, A. Eh? Yeah. And be their dirty. <laughs> yeah, so dirt. Okay, I mean. okay dirt. Dirt. Okay. Uh dirt. I was gonna go with the Toyota Tacoma. Um It's a good car. I, I think eventually it's a, it's a car. reliable car. And that's that's the key here. Is cause eventually gas powered vehicles will be phased out and uh there'll be a limited number of automobiles that are able to survive that long. Uh I think it'd be stupid to not assume that the Toyota Tacoma would be the most 
prevalent amongst those survivor vehicles. Um, they'll become uh, uh, coveted, and the price will shoot up. Only rich people have them. Toyota Tacoma. Get, get them now while you can. Honorable mention, Tony Shaloub. We've got a Tony Shaloub. <laughs> What? He's the he's the the he's the poor man's Jack Lemon. Yeah, we know who Tony Shalhoub is. He's the poor man's Jack Lemon. Heard it here first. <laughs> I, Tony Shalhoub is is my favorite brand of uh, personal lubricant. Oh, God. oh man, can we end this? All, just, all you had to do is say nothing to one up Joe there. <laughs> and you gave me you gave me it. <laughs> I chose not to. <laughs> it's how you lose. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's going to close the book on luxury for the night. Uh, thank you all for sharing. Very informative. Very nice. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for listening. Uh, if you liked what you heard, find us online at uh, on Twitter where it's conspiracy, and on Instagram where at conspiracy loves you. Um, both those places have link trees where you can find all of our media and content. And Tell your friends, you know, give us a rate and review. Help us grow. We would really appreciate it. Anybody else have anything to, to plug or put out there? Uh, Yeah, again, I got cats. <laughs> Joe's got cats. That's um, about it. Joe's got cats, and that's going to be it for the day. All right, bye. Bye. Man, I lost on both my goddamn cash words. Nothing.